Welcome, people. Welcome, people. We are the Unspoken Gems podcast for your mum, for your dad, for your brother, for your sister, for your cousin. We do not discriminate. My name is Kyra Apple, and to my left, I've got my co host. Yes, I did myself. Cheers. And today, we've got another special guest to my left. Introduce yourself, please, miss. My name is Kim Yanez, and I'm a multifaceted creative from Essex. Jeez. <laughs> and I just want to say that I'm so honored to be here, guys, Thank for you, you to reach out and welcome me yep, to yep. your space Excellent. for Unspoken Gems. Excellent. Thank you very much, Kim. And today, Kim's going to drop a few Unspoken Gems for us today. As you can see, she explained to you what she does, but we're going to go a bit more in-depth today so you can get to know a little bit more about Kim and get more information on the world that she lives in and what she actually does day to day. So Kim, um, you just explained to us what you actually do. You can give us more of an in-depth um, information on what that entails and what kind of things you do. Cause we can see you do modeling, but um, <laughs> what, what does that entail? And when we say modeling, is it just a generic modeling or do you do other kind of styles of modeling? Um, I do more behind the scenes, mm -hmm. but I have worked in front of the camera before, but I think I'm, I'm stronger in my role when I'm behind the scenes. So instead of being on set, I'm more behind the camera. Um, I'm a photographer. So I'm a multifaceted creative, so that means having different versatile skills, multiple surfaces. Um, I'm a photographer, predominantly a film photographer. Um, I'm a stylist, a editor as well, and yeah, like I've done creative direction. I do all sorts, but mainly I like to just say that I'm a content creator mm. because I feel like that fits everything in. Mm. So, yes, that's me behind the scenes. So when you say content creators, for example, if someone's going to book you, would they book you as a package or would you specifically <laughs> do that one role for that person? So, for example, you do the modelling, you do the film stuff, you do the photography. Would you just take a job for photography or would you come as a package? Um, I can come as a package. Mm -hmm. There have been times where I've been everything yeah, in my idea. own projects. <laughs> when yeah. someone drops out yeah. and you've had to like take place and you have to take things in your own matters, in your own hands. So I've done that before for my own projects. Mm. But um, yeah, I offer packages. So like styling, creating, um, creating mood boards and visions for them. It's just to enhance and help my client like figure out what they want because sometimes they don't know what they want but they want a shoot for like um i don't know like cover or um just pr shots or um just content just to help expand for their advertising like i i will try and help them direct and bring a vision to life so i'll be like okay so we need to have a look we need a location we need to know what kind of shots you want. Mm -hmm. And then I'll be the photographer. What do you want? Do you want film or digital photography? Like I can put things together just to help mm -hmm. you bring your vision to life. I think that comes with its advantages and perks because no, sometimes you do a job, you can go through uni, do the job, but you haven't actually experienced the job. So now mm. if you're booked to do something and somebody wants shots because you've done the photography and the modeling, yeah. you know exactly <laughs> what they're kind of looking for which mm -hmm. could probably help you in a long run and stuff like that. So in terms of clients, how do you actually source out your clients? So um, I've been doing creative work since for as long as I can remember, like even when I was younger um, and then I did it in college within my courses and then uni, um, I studied fashion. So I, I made connections from there, mm -hmm. my first connections from uni. Mm -hmm. um, 
and then through the pandemic no one wanted fashion <laughs> so I worked in um, a care agency doing admin work but then I was still leaning towards my creative side yeah. so I was still active on Instagram sharing projects and then in 2021 I left my job to pursue a creative freelance career so that was a big leap I was like oh my god I don't even know what I'm doing I just filed my first taxes like yesterday <laughs> I've never done that before guys make sure you prepare yourself no one told me nothing but yeah um going back to the question I make most of my clients and connections through networking on Instagram and through Instagram I go and put myself into spaces like events so I've been to um start uh, is, I think it's this, it's called Stylist Awards. Um, I've seen that my clients I've worked with, my pictures got used when they won an award. Uh-huh. And then I saw that they had other um, events coming up. So I put, yourself in that put myself yeah. there, booked some tickets, took my friends with me mm. and I networked. And it was so genuine because everyone was in the same space that like we were all very different, but we were all creatives. And there were so many different interests mm-hmm. and like people wanted to work with me and be like, oh, like you do this. Like I, I know someone that needs this person or, you know, I can try and plug or plug myself into um, your project. But yeah, it was, yeah, just putting yourself in spaces like that really helped. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that quite a lot. Like people, um, you earn the more links than messaging if you actually put yourself in the actual place. Which yeah. Done. And again, um a lot of people have wanting to do what you want to do and leave their nine to five and take that jump, which must mm-hmm. be very daunting for you at the time. Mm. Very scary. You didn't know what you'd expect. <laughs> yeah, and obviously well, the confidence to do that is huge. Yeah, because not a lot of people take that leap, innit? You know what I mean? And yeah. you're literally, basically your butter, that your butter and bread, you're basically saying, mm-hmm. leave it now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start from the bottom. And that must have been hugely frightening. And how did you actually get across that, that build the confidence to actually do that? What did you actually do? What helped you to say, you know what, I'm just going to do this and I'm just going to take the risk and just go for it all? What made you push you to do that? Because doing what I was doing for far too long, it it was draining me. <laughs> and being creative, that's yeah. what enlightens me. That, that's it. So yeah. I, life is too short. You need to do what brings you joy, what, um, what you actually have passion in as well. So they always say, like, if you want to do something make sure that like you love it so you're not just making money you truly have a passion and purpose and um I've always been creative so I thought like it's time for me to go because I I've learned everything I could from that admin role Mm -hmm. and it was a Filipino agency and like you know I had to get out of that environment (laughs) um no shade (laughs) Dita if you're watching (laughs) but like honestly I just yeah, I just thought I, I need to make use of like my interests and I had a degree in it and not doing fashion in anything creative just made me feel, you know, a little bit, um, yeah, far away from my purpose. And yeah, I just had to get back on track and so, do what aligns with me. For sure, for sure. And just touching what you just stated, Filipino agency. So we know you're from the Philippines. Can you mm. give us a little bit of background about that? What life was like growing up? And <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> How life was growing up and things like that and cultural stuff and things like that. How did that go? So, what, was you born there? I was born there. Okay. And I had to speak there? to no, Dalok. Yeah, yeah, you were? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I'm from Manila. Okay. So yeah, I'm yeah, from the yeah. capital. Um, the last time I went was oh, so long ago. I probably just won't know anything now. It's all so different. <laughs> but life back then was, um, it it wasn't it wasn't comfortable like it is now here. I didn't come from a great background of like wealth or anything like that. But we got by. So yeah. Um. My mum took us over to the UK when I was like four, four years old. So I did grow up here, but because I'm like everywhere in my life, I've always been surrounded and very deep rooted in my culture anyway. Yep, yep. Yeah, I'm always working Filipinos. My first job was at a Filipino shop. <laughs> <laughs> Even then they still ask me, can you cover some shifts? And I'm like, yes, Dito, like sure, like I'll, I'll come in. And yeah, I like to cook Filipino food. I still speak Filipino. My homegirls are Filipino and we're all like, I have a half Filipino, half Japanese friend and half um, Filipino, half English. Like we just, there's so many of us that have, that all come from the culture, but yeah, we just connect. So great, great, yeah, great, so. Great. So you haven't gone back to Philippines, you said? Um, I'm planning on going back in May, mm. but I haven't been probably like 12 years ago. Mm. Yeah. So um, it's been a long time. I have a few missions to do when I get there. Um, I will be going to the beach for the first time. I've never been to the beach. I'm always in the city, you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I feel like I'm I'm a water sign. I'm a Pisces. Yeah, it makes okay. so much yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll feel like my spiritual <laughs> realms, like everything, my chakras. <laughs> and you get excellent but, yeah. shots there as well if you want to take any pictures. Oh, something. I'm yeah, bringing my across. film camera. Yeah. I'm bringing my film camera with me 100%. So what's the crossover like, like in terms of industry-wise? Could you take your industry and stuff to Philippines? Is there anything you kind of think about doing with You, you know what I have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since uni, because the the representation standards in the Philippines is not what where it should be right now. Oh my goodness, the um their standards they they idolize Western standards where it's like Western beauty and it's like well the true Philip. There's nothing wrong with that. All all beauty is you know there's it's global you know like, but with Filipinos like there's a lot of like with skin whitening and. Um, I've been picked on with my features and whatnot and um, like skin colour, like, you know, they're, they're very backwards and racist over there when yeah, it comes yeah. to representation. So when you say picked on, picked on by actual Filipino people? Or? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, they, they do. They say like, oh. you know, um, my weight or my, my features. Wow. Yeah, my lips, my nose, like they're just very, like they, they, they're, Filipinos are so harsh sometimes. Right? I would say it's, 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 a, it's judgmental. It's yeah, very yeah, judgmental, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Things, yeah. You're not a certain, like, you don't do certain things. Yeah, or, like, you know, and you, careers. Like, I can only imagine, obviously, <laughs> you say that you, you're doing the modeling thing, but then it's like, bro, like, our mums, we're not doctors, and we're not nurses, yeah, right. yeah, we're not yeah, this, yeah. Like, bro, you're, like, you're nothing. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. I can't lie, I'd be working in the NHS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what, if, like, how's your family and relatives think about the modern, if they're quite judgmental sometimes? Yeah. How does that, what did they say uh, about that? My mum is supportive, yes. whatever I do, but, like, she's always like, though, yeah, yeah. Like, mm, when I picked my fashion bro. course, it's like, you know, why don't you, why not yeah, this, why not this, that? Yeah, yeah. How are you going to get money? And it's just like, yeah, but mum, 
this is me like mm. i enjoy it like i i find like i feel enlightened i feel whole when i'm doing fashion because it's something that i've always been interested in but then my mom is like yeah, boy how are you gonna earn like, i my sister does fashion as well and she's like she doesn't earn um that much money like can you not and i'm like no well mom like she's that's her career and like i'm just lucky that someone else in the family is also taking that path but um i'm currently working in the nhs so <laughs> if anyone was just pull it in there I like that one I have to say because it's so true it's about yeah I mean like they're always like trying to push this agenda and narrative to be a nurse or a doctor just because of the money or a lawyer or whatever but like I I needed a little bit more support and money after um doing a year of my creative so I've been doing freelance on the free time and weekend or whatever day off I have. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I still continue that, but I also use um, my job to help support. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's only around the corner yeah. from my house, so it's so convenient. And my mum is off my back about it, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I guess that makes a lot of sense because I know a lot of creatives still do have a job yeah. to yeah. fund. Oh, they, yeah, yeah. Of course. 100%. Is obviously your job to make, your creative job to make more than your actual yeah. job. But how are you going to fund that if you're not got no income? Exactly. So that makes a lot of sense. And how did you find it juggling the two, though? Juggling the two? Um, I can't, I'll be real. I'll be very, very real. So um, some days I'm very organised and sometimes I, some days I'm not. Yeah. Um, it depends on what life is throwing at you. The universe yeah. will do very interesting things to mm. test how bad do you want this? Mm. How, you know, you won't stray from the path, but like, you know, there'll be challenges True. along the way and it could be financial or like personal like family or anything like that but um i think just juggling just taking things day by day and not putting pressure on myself but knowing what i need to do by noting and organizing what do i need done by the week mm-hmm. don't try and be on point every day just mm-hmm. take things day take by day time, yeah. yeah so it's okay like um i know that with creatives there's a lot of deadlines as well with editing and whatnot. And like, um, some people can be unreasonable, but you have to put your foot down and be like, look, this isn't going to turn out the way you want it to turn out. And I want it to turn out for you for the best. Um, so you have to be patient because you want to change this, this and that. And I feel like, you know, I'll try, I'll, I'll try my best. And, you know, if it still looks funny, I'll try <laughs> I do everything I can to make the vision happen. So there's towards a deadline, but yeah, there's there's that, and also having a nine to five, it can take up a lot of your time. So <laughs> no, I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah. Because, like, is there any struggles you've really come across? Obviously, COVID was the main one for a lot of people because it kind of hindered their progress and doing so much stuff they wanted to do. But is there any extreme struggles that kind of hit you to a point where you was kind of thinking like, is this really what I want to do? No, Nothing at all. no. When I left that job, I was so happy <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. because I was like, "This feels right," yeah. and I feel like the more I do things that feel right to me, the more I feel like I'm going the right direction in my path. Have a purpose, isn't it? Right? Yeah, like exactly. I have an intention. Mm. I'm not here to make money, so like money was kind of not really like. A bonus. Yes, yeah, I. Uh, it wasn't like oh, like, I'm worried, how am I going to... But further down the line, I was. But then, like, I jumped in and made this leap just by feeling right about what I'm doing and, like, doing what's best for me. And 
um, I was really looking forward to building my portfolio and just updating my work from like uni because it was like a year that I worked in the creative uh, in the care agency so I wanted to grow and I was just looking forward to that so I didn't have that worry about COVID in fact I had more people reach out to me and I even traveled to like Southampton and he had to do shoots um, for a couple of days and then I traveled to London um, and meeting more people. And I feel like everyone was on that bandwagon of like, just you know, just yeah, connecting yeah. and linking up because there's yeah. nothing else to do, you know. Mm -hmm. So obviously um, not breaking any COVID rules. <laughs> I was going to say that. I was going to say that. Now, no COVID rules are broken. Everyone wore their masks. Don't worry about that. <laughs> but um, deep into COVID, the lockdown, like, I was still working, so I was fortunate enough to have the luxuries of working from home. And um, yeah, my support system was healthy. My people were healthy. Um, I was able to just continue, continue living and getting on. So, yeah. Which is excellent. I'm um, going back once again, touching when you said how you get your clients, Instagram being one of the main sources of doing that. Do you feel at the moment Instagram is the best way to absorb and gain clients or is there any other ways like TikTok that you can use to obviously get clients? Because I know at the moment a lot of people do do like um, makeup routines and all that kind yeah. of stuff on TikTok. Um, mm. Do you feel there's any other avenues that's good to source clients? I mean, for me, it's always been Instagram and putting yourself in spaces and events. But um, I'm kind of new to TikTok. <laughs> I feel like such a... <laughs> like I'm yeah. I am yeah. generation Z like I should yeah. be able to know what I'm doing but I'm like how do I do this and then yeah. I see Paris she's like you know active and I'm like oh my god maybe I need to ask her yeah, <laughs> how do I edit like this TikTok's a funny one um it is you have to know what you're doing with TikTok mm. because you can be posting stuff every day and it's not getting no engagement right so that's like, what's yeah, happening to yeah, me yeah. but I post it on Instagram and the engagement is huge, huge. Yeah, right. but I then like because your following's bigger on Instagram right that's probably yeah. what it is and yeah not just that I think with TikTok. See Instagram, you don't have to jump on trends and things like that. You can post your stuff if it's mm. good content, people look at it. With TikTok, I think there's so much trends. If you're not keeping up to date yeah. with that, you're just going to get lost in the algorithm. Mm. Right? And before you know it, you're posting stuff and people yeah. have done that two years ago. I'm not really a trends kind of girl. I'm kind of timeless. Yeah, okay. So yeah, you hear that, people? That? <laughs> <laughs> Make it live you forever. Know, Do you hear that, people? <laughs> you have, yeah, because I have a vision, like and it's not yeah. just for the just for a disposable trend. Yes, I yes. don't want that. No, yeah, that's good. Um, most of my content that I share on my on the page that you guys have contacted me mm -hmm. on, which is an adobo goddess, mm -hmm. um, that's more like my branding. But then my creative page, that is, I'm very, I'm very disciplined. I set a lot of boundaries on what content I consume and what inspires me and who I follow. Only creatives on that page. Oh, and yeah. that's my, like, that's probably one of my favorite, it's my favorite page to work on and access and always go on because I always feel like, all right, I'm, I'm spend, my screen time is being spent right, you know? And, um, yeah, I... I share a lot of my film photography work and it's probably one of my favorite formats to work on and to my favorite kind of content to share. And I make every, I make every post unique and everything is very intentional. Um, I can't lie, I'm a massive gatekeeper when it comes to my content. I have so much content to post and share that I, the world needs to see, but I'm a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's like, I need to post this next to that and yeah, what comes next and how am I going, like on what days as well. 
because I've done social media management as well. So I'm like, try to make everything precise. But um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Going on that, because I think this is something you'd be a good person to ask, especially people that experience this. I know a lot of people experience content anxiety. Content anxiety? In the sense that they get anxious with posting up stuff or don't know what to post. Okay. Like some people won't post for days on on end because they're scared of what engagement they're going to get and things like that. Um, Is that something you've ever experienced? And if you haven't, or if you have, how can you help people who experience that kind of issues? I think if you're having that kind of feeling where it puts you off when you're like trying to post or when you post something and you you delete it, yeah, that, that, yes, that I think you should just, I mean, listen to your gut, but like, I think you should just post it. You never know like what, what's that saying? Like, so, like your, your dust is someone else's gold or something. I don't know. Like, yeah, there's yeah, some yeah, saying yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, don't hold back on like, creation like mm. even when you don't think it's perfect but if you have a standard like don't post it mm-hmm. like that's me I'm a very I'm quite like you know I hold myself back because I'm a massive gatekeeper <laughs> until I feel like no this is the time to post it mm. and this is how I want to post it but I feel like you should just go for it that's how you put yourself there mm-hmm. um I look back at my previous posts and I'm like okay like I wouldn't <laughs> you know I can see my evolution through my my feed and um yeah just just let yourself let your profile build and um you can always archive it's okay like instagram has those features which is really reliable but i think you should just post it and see where it takes you um after a day if you feel like oh i don't like this anymore then delete it or archive it but at the end of the day your instagram is if you're on your creative instagram then yeah like sure represent yourself and your work but if it's on your personal, like, you know, that's up to you what you want to do. But just see where it takes you and just trust that you can always get rid and add. And so I see people on Instagram, like, for example, they'll have like about 250 posts. Mm. And next day they've got like 10 posts. Yeah. Is that um something that people do and why do they do that? Oh. They archive everything. Is that like refreshing? They're rebranding. Oh, okay. I've done that a few yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that a lot on my personal brand, but on my creative page, I know who I am. <laughs> but on my, I'm always rebranding. Like I say that I'm timeless, especially in my fashion and my content and creative side. But like when it comes to my personal, I'm like, I don't want to show this anymore. Um, I don't want to show this picture anymore. And sometimes I feel like. I get the wrong attention on my personal one <laughs> and I do not associate my creative and personal accounts together because yeah, yeah. I want people to take me seriously on my creative page mm-hmm. where my clients are at. Um, I've had instances where I like as a woman, as as a woman creative in an in industry where I do work with a lot of guys, I just try to professional, keep professional yeah, yeah, yeah. And place my boundaries, but at the same time, that's my brand. Yeah. I'm a bad bitch. Like <laughs> I represent that. I follow a lot of bad bitches on there too. You know, like I'm trying. Can I swear? You're gonna beat me out. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I do not associate my pages together. Mm. Um, well, I associate my personal page and then say hey, follow my creative page but i don't do that the other way around mm. 
because yeah I just don't have good experiences or I just want to be able to place boundaries and be taken seriously because I'm a creative um yeah do you feel that some clients might follow your creative side I'm a creative um Instagram and then try to come to your personal for the wrong reasons has that happened before that has happened where a client has found me (laughs) but I just welcome it because I've built a relationship with them already and they're like I trust them Mm -hmm. so it's in my control I could easily get them to unfollow me because Instagram has that feature where you can (laughs) get people to unfollow you or you could block them yeah yeah yeah, you can you can do that so you can get people to that you like like, basically like reporting them oh no so um if they follow you you there's an option where you can get them to unfollow you yeah yeah and you should look into the, the options and no because it's really helpful look at the tools that instagram have yeah, because yeah. it helps discipline your page and what you want to see i do it all the time i see an advert i'll be scrolling on stories and then i see someone pop up and it's like a selfie of them but it's like you're not why are you trying to tell me it's just a selfie and then like music in the background i report that shit like (laughs) not to be petty but like no i just want like instagram i'm telling instagram do not show me this ever again like i don't want to see this it's nothing to do with me and you're just wasting my time (laughs) so yeah report page it's a spam like no honestly that's crazy that's crazy i know instagram's got a few of its issues they need to clean up a bit um Especially mm-hmm. getting the bots and all this kind of silliness that's yeah. been for a long time now. So I don't know where these things will come from. But um, other than that, I know a lot of people are now branching off to TikTok because of things like this. Yeah. But I don't know if TikTok's as secure as Instagram because I didn't know about the unfollow feature. Um, I'm what, with TikTok if they've no got with any Instagram. Oh. I don't think TikTok's got things like that. I think TikTok's more open. And again, when I look at social media sites, I also think about children and how accessible it is for people who yeah. are using it for the wrong reason to access it. Mm. And I think TikTok at the moment is one of them. I think there's so much mad I people. Agree. Like, Instagram, you can kind of get a glimpse of what that person's trying to do. Yeah, With TikTok, yeah. Bro, you can't. Free for all, it's just yeah. free for oh, everyone. Man. And that's what I don't like about it because it's so open and accessible to everyone. And originally, it was for kids. Yeah. Wasn't it called, wasn't it, wasn't it like musically or something like that before TikTok? It was like a number. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Before yeah, it, yeah. And then they musically got bought by TikTok or something. I could be wrong. Yeah, I remember wrong, that. But it was something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So usually yeah. that was for kids. <laughs> now, when I see grown adults using TikTok, because I'm not looking, talking like 30 yeah, plus, obviously. I'm talking older than 30, yeah, 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 50, yeah. 60, 70 using TikTok. I'm like, why are you using TikTok for? <laughs> and obviously, uh, sorry people who think I'm like disrespecting you, but I think certain content and certain social media should be for certain people. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like yeah. you said, your Instagram, you've got two, one for creative, one for personal. Yeah. I think you should be able to kind of differentiate the two. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? So that's why I'm wanting to get you on there today so you can discuss these things about content and stuff. And being a social media manager, like you said, yeah. Um, any tips you can give to people who are struggling with their social media? <clears throat> Example, can't grow followers, don't know what to post. Is there any kind okay. of advice you can give them? I think you should just be yourself and what you're putting out there to share with the world mm-hmm. because that is going to go everywhere and anyone can access it. Um, what you share, I hope that it aligns with your personal brand and in everything that you 
do as well, um, especially if you're trying to grow a page, um, if you're a business, then you should look at um, aesthetics and get into communities online. I got into a little film photography community just by sharing my work and everyone just kind of circulate each other's work, sharing it, supporting it. If you do that too, by sharing um, your content and find use the right hashtags as well, um, you'll find the right people and following the right people too and interacting with other pages really helps with getting your, your page, you know, noticed. Oh, yeah. um, I really feel like that helped me grow my page and I don't have thousands of followers, but I have real followers. Mm-hmm. And that is what is, yeah, genuine love and support as well. Like people that I've met in events and um, people that, that I've met just, well, from online or shoots or being on set. And then we all exchange Instagrams and get to know each other. Like that is the best way is to just put yourself in a community and get yourself involved in the industry. I thought the followers on Instagram, you should be able to like see one of your followers and genuinely be able to say hi to them. Mm. Not just like, oh, like just bypass them. I saw you, I saw you here, yeah, yeah. Which, which is, I think people need to be doing that more. And like you said, real followers, you know you can engage in people outside of Instagram as yeah. well, which is great. And a lot of people don't have that. A lot of mm. people don't have that at all. Let me just quickly shout out the bag quickly. The sponsors for today. We've got the bag UK that sponsors us some treats. Um, as you can see, they've got all different American candies and drinks. And if what, you, no prime though, no? No prime. <laughs> £100 a bottle for prime, unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to hit them up, it's the bag UK. Give them a shout for all your confectionery and sweets and anything if you're having parties they can supply that they also do drinks as well uh but that's the homemade drinks but as you can see they've got the kool-aid there and again kim if you want to help yourself take some goodies away with yourself today if you want well to. i see that little baby bag <laughs> <laughs> but yeah help yourself if you, want to help yourself if you want to but yeah kim so um going back to your home life and family life and stuff like that um do you have any siblings or anything like that i do i have um Two older sisters. Um, one of them works in the NHS. Classic. She's a HCA. Yeah, you know, and she loves it. She absolutely loves it. I know, because all her little Filipino friends, they all work in the same ward and whatnot. So it's just like little <laughs> Yeah, no, they're definitely is as always. Filipinos run the NHS. Filipinos, too many, and I'm involved. <laughs> but um, and then I've got my my. Um, sister, um, one of my, my other older sister, she is a hairstylist as well. So, yeah, she's she's amazing mm-hmm. as well. So I I really connect with her more because she's a creative in her own yeah, way. Yeah, so, yeah. and she's all about the visuals and like with pictures. She she knows my angles and whatnot. So mm-hmm. it just so, it just helps so much. <laughs> so, that's, so when you're getting pictures, your sister that usually yeah yeah. yeah yeah she loves pictures. Mm-hmm. I love pictures. So it just works. It's like okay, if we don't get on, at least we can get on here. <laughs> that's true. Um, true. So in regards to your pictures, like photographers, how do you like get your photographers? Do you usually message them or do they message you and say, look? We've got some shoots we want to do, want you to be a model. Does it work like that? How does it go? Um, I did more modelling back at uni. Mm. 
but I have been reached out and I get people who message me from being on set and they're like, oh, like even though I'm I'm there to take pictures on set to like music videos, I'll be like, oh, um, you was on set this time. Like, do you want to go on one of our music videos or do you are you able well, to shoot like actually be in the music yeah video. they oh, asked shit. me and i'm yeah. like oh like i wasn't even yeah, involved yeah, 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 that yeah, time yeah. but okay like <laughs> um it didn't work out but i have been approached a few times it's not really for me to be honest i think i'm trying to stray away from the modeling i don't mind music videos i work a lot on music videos um Music videos are great. I find it very productive. Um, I really turn up on my own. Sometimes I'm the only girl there. <laughs> and um, I make myself like known when it comes to the other models and they're turning up on their own. Like, like let's connect. Like, you know, like I'm here as a photographer, but I extend my grace. Like, do you need anything? Like, tell me when you get home safe. You know, that's I feel like I feel in that space that's needed in, in an industry where it's like, a, if I, workspace and environment that is a lot of guys mm -hmm. and there's not many women and they don't really know each other stick there needs together. to be a safe space yeah. to stick together so i do my part and usually the guy the artists i'm working with they're like yeah can you speak to her can you like make her feel more comfortable and i will like that's good i think like you said it needs it's kind of like when you said the, 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 don't want to swear but the bad b um bad b conglomerate like you all look after <laughs> each other and i think that should be kind of like a little Thing yeah. for the woman like a society because i see a lot of women it's like people kind of put the word bad beat in a negative light mm. but i think sometimes it can be put in a positive light because just a group of women who have got confidence yeah and are happy to show the confidence and no matter what men say it's got nothing to do with you it's yeah. us as women exp expressing our confidence for us yeah do you know what i mean and i think that needs to be put in a I might, I might trademark that, you know. <laughs> but it has to be like a positive kind of like yeah. place, you know what I mean? Even you said yourself, you're Generation Z, you're part of that um, Generation Z. But you're quite different in the sense that you just don't like the trends. You want timeless stuff, I'm timeless. you want your things to live on. And that's quite different to here because many people were part of the Generation Z, just like mm. the little things that keep going. What kind of made you want to be quite timeless and have that kind oh of old goodness. soul kind of like vibe? I like this answer. I mean, I like this question, but um, I find myself to be timeless because I like to, with my photography work, I like to use film. So it looks like I could take it from any era and it's authentic. As in, sorry, as an actual film film. Like film photography. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah, like it's, it's, it's old school, old school photography, yeah, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. So with that, it just feels like it could be taken from any era and like trends are always coming back. There's all, there's two thousands now. Y2K is becoming a fashion trend. Um, other fashion trends like the seventies the nineties are always, nineties are always a trend. They always come back, but like just being able to dress in any era and yeah. pull it off. That's why it's timeless because I don't, I don't want to stick to a trend. Mm -hmm. I'll stick to how I want to look in streetwear and um, yeah, it's just, I just don't want to be part of something very disposable because mm -hmm. fast fashion as well, that's where trendy things start. Yeah. It's trendy fashion, like it's, it's very, it's not good for the environment. It's very disposable, so. I think you're right in the sense that- I'm sustainable too, so that's why I like timeless. 
And I think, like you just said, fast fashion doesn't work. But like you said, 90s, you've got clothes, you've got trainers that have come from 90s back into the mm. day. Yeah. And that's because, like you said, the timeless. Mm. With me as well, when I, when I style, when I do my styling, where, whether it's personal or when I'm like sourcing my own clothes, I like to go on Depop, Vinted, find gems and pieces mm-hmm. that, like, I like to actually spend time sourcing clothes, mm-hmm. looking for it because it's unique and like I won't be able to, you know, I won't be able to find it ever again unless they find like a replica or whatever. But um, for me, I feel like that works for me. It's good. It's good for the world and it's good for my, my pockets, you know? (laughs) And um, yeah, I just have fun with it. And I feel like with getting pieces that are from the charity shop or from online, like, I don't know how old that is. I know that that's not from last season Zara or whatever. Mm. Like, you know, I just know that I've pieced together an intentional outfit that, yeah, it's for me. Thrift shopping, I love it. I love it. I'm even wearing it right now, you know. That's growing. Like, I think Bricklane was taken for granted when we were young. Now it's like people know the beautiful place. Now it's expensive. (laughs) Where's one shop? Rocket. One place, yeah, that dude, that was like a oh, big place. Back in yeah, 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 they said, There's some yeah, dope yeah. Levi pieces. No, you can get Levi with like the diamonds and yeah, stuff, yeah. ragged priest. They used to have mm-hmm. that all that kind yeah. of stuff is gone now. But in terms of styling, do you style people by like their shape? Is it like how <sighs> would you just like because no, some people wearing the wrong clothes for their shape? How yeah, would you yeah. go around? Uh, I something? love playing around with silhouettes and okay. shape. Um, so asking what kind of look they go for. So if they're going for like street, okay. So I'm thinking denim, levers, chains, what kind of street? Because you could go down different paths. You could go down like 90s or um, you can even remix a bit of 70s, like colours, patterns with like denim and like distressed denim with like a denim jacket as well, like double denim it up. Like you could you could go down different ways. So um, for me, I like to look at like what, what their goal is for the look, but then also looking at their features. What what confident like what what brings out their confidence? Oh, so just enhancing um, maybe the length because some people want to look taller or you know. So I'll I'll try and get straight leg trousers. Just being very aware of like you know what pieces and what shape silhouette. Yeah. Cause you know, like flare jeans, balloon, like flare jeans and like balloon, like style, like that's all coming back it's around. It's and amazing. I, I can't yeah. believe that when I see that as well now, I'm thinking I've dashed away <laughs> so much pieces like this, yeah. and I could have kept it. Like remember when people used to wear the big baggy Visu jeans and Boot stuff like that. <laughs> it's crazy now. The fact that these things have come around is like you said, it's forever gonna keep changing, yeah. changing, yeah. changing. And that's why I think now you don't want to become a hoarder, but lot of your pieces at home don't throw away and that's why i like depop and things like this because yeah. even if you do throw it away you're not throwing it because you get money back for it yeah so you can use it for something mm-hmm. else obviously again give to charity if you can people don't mm-hmm. just throw your stuff in the bin but i like things like depop and that because you can reinvest into other yeah. things after and i feel like when you look for something you know you want it yes because you're searching for something yeah. in particular yeah. and for me when i buy something i wear it over and over again but i wear it in different ways million ways I like to just experiment and have fun with it. So just like also looking at inspiration, I have like three different style icons. Mm-hmm. 
I have Rihanna. She's so bold and daring with her looks. She could wear anything and she could get away with it. And I'm like, let me try this. <laughs> so I do it too. She's a lot. She's on my mood board a lot. Um, Alexa Demi. Um, so she's an actress. She's from Euphoria. Um, I love her style. She's timeless. She always goes back to like 60s fashion as well, 70s. Um, but her silhouette is that she's small. She's short and petite like me. And her build is similar to me. So like, I, if I can see that, you know, it's working well for her, I try it out too. And um, a lady May, who's um, this up, up and coming, she's she's collaborated a lot with Jordans as well. So I'm actually wearing her collaboration now. Um, she's African American, Filipino. So when you know when I learned that, and she had a cultural collaboration as well, kind of her shoes. Um, represented two sides of her culture and i was like this is so cool like i love this like i'm just gonna yeah see like look at her. i just kept investing my like i just kept seeing her pop up on my instagram and then i followed her and then i looked i saw more of her work and then i ended up getting the shoes so yeah she's she's one of the people that i look up to as well so but she's just an icon in streetwear in general but yeah wicked that's wicked and i think the fact that you get inspiration from others you're only going to come and become an inspiration yourself yes which is good because you're getting the best of others and making it into your own right kind of thing which is good which a lot of people do but it's good to do it and find yourself and find your niche from the beginning instead of keeping mm. branding yourself rebranding yourself yeah because you're not building as that one person i had that issue yeah i was like i didn't like with my instagram that whole like archiving mm -hmm. like hundreds of posts <laughs> i've been there mm because um, I even put on my story, like asking my followers, like what what style would you put me under? Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, like bad bitch style, or like influencer style, or like, like you, you, but then you go down like streetwear and it's quite rugged, but like cool. And I'm like, okay, yeah, no, I agree. But like, you know, I don't know. Um, like I, I didn't know where to, what path to go down. Mm -hmm. But then I started like, putting mood boards together and like standing with other clients helped me to put my own style down so yeah i know myself better now <laughs> it took two years to do that though i'll be honest like yeah you gotta take time on these things if you rush it and if it goes to plan, and then you, which is good yeah and then you find out who you really are and what you really like and what aligns with you and then you, that's your brand image and you stick with it and you just keep growing but Kim, before you go, we want to see if you can give some advice to people who um want to follow the same shoes as you. And okay. kind of the best way to get there, but without rushing it. So the way I say that is, don't do it the steroid way, do it the natural way. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? How can they get there? Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean though? <laughs> don't do it the steroid, do it the natural Like How can they can get to where you've got? Because like you said, it's took you two years and I'm sure it took you longer yeah. to do other things. But how can they be in your place in your shoes now and feel as confident as you now what they can do to get there? I think be open-minded and authentic. What I, be, what, I mean, what I mean by you being authentic, like know what you want and place boundaries. Over time, those boundaries will change because you'll find different interests and you'll connect with different people that might bring different things out of you. Mm -hmm. um, and they might inspire you differently too. But like, 
you should place boundaries so you're not you know who what you want and who you want to be so I think just staying true to yourself and if it doesn't sit with you don't do it if you feel like oh this is a bit of a risk but I don't know if I should try it I think you should try it see where it goes because you can own there's no L's really there's no losses there's more lessons and I think you should be open-minded to let yourself take those risks but know who you are and know what's good for you you know believe in your spirit your spirit and the universe will tell you things and bring opportunities to you um because if it aligns with you it's for you excellent you hear that people that was a gem <laughs> that was a gem from kim you see the silence when you're absorbing everything in you can just hear a penny it's the drop confirmation yeah. no, like, yes it felt like i was like I can't remember. I can't even say. It. Anyway, let's go. <laughs> Thank you very much, Kim, for coming on today. We really appreciate your time and the gems that you dropped for us. And hopefully, you can help somebody who views and listens to this. Yes. And yeah, thank you once again, Kim. Most appreciated. Thank you. I'm so honored. Thank you, guys. Excellent. Thank you very much, Kim. Thank you very much. Yeah. Ah. Oh.